The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Joining me today, we have the one, the only, AJ the Stoned from Dads on Dayquil. How's it going, bud? Hey buddy, thanks so much for having me on. Fuck yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Cool. Well, just to uh, for anybody who doesn't know, because they might not have caught one of the numerous occasions where I brought you guys up. Why don't you tell everybody about your program a little bit just so they can get a feel for who they're going to be hearing? Hell yeah. I'm AJ, a.k.a. The Stone from the Dads on Dayquil podcast. Um, When a lot of people ask if we're like one of those typical dad podcasts, this is what I always tell them. Uh, We're three dads who want to get away from our kids and act like teenagers again. So that's the kind of podcast that you're going to get. Uh, you're going to hear everything from us playing games, uh, being a little bit naughty and uh, not really giving a fuck about what we say or PC culture. Um, so you can go fuck right off with that. But if you're the same kind of people we are and we don't give a fuck and we want to have a good time, come have a good time with us. And if you're listening to Aaron on the I Had to Say a podcast, I guarantee you you're going to be just in line and have a good time with us if you're already having a good time with Aaron. I can completely co-sign that statement because... Honestly, you guys are one of the shows I never miss. I have heard every episode in the back catalog. And I'm not saying this to just blow smoke up your ass or anything. It's like legit the truth. I mean, I already got you on the show, so it's not like I need to kiss your ass or anything. It's <laughs> thank just, you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming. It's we, it, It's been some time in the building, but yeah, I'm glad to have you. Um, just uh, for the sake of saying, well, yeah, hey, it's... Uh, this is something we've been coordinating and it took a little while and now it's happening. So fucking A. Right. I mean, we did just talk for almost an hour before we actually hit record. We were just, we already yeah. went through so much material. Yeah. We, we covered so much ground that could have been an episode, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We had um, a good time. Yeah. Just as a frame of reference, like I said, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you've heard me say, mention the dads on day. Well, you've heard me tell you to go listen to them. They are a little more lighthearted and jovial in certain ways uh, than my normal ranting and bitching and complaining. Uh, it's fun. It's a good time. There are games and entertaining subjects, and they have guests on that are usually pretty entertaining in and of themselves. And uh, yeah, and it's a good time. So that's that's enough ass kissery out of me. Let's get, <laughs> let's I was get wondering to... how long you were going to go. <laughs> I was oh, like, I mean, I ain't going to stop you. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I, I already got you on. I don't have to fucking, you know, <laughs> not like I got to butter you up. It's just like you're over there like, all right, now you're here. Get the fuck to work. <laughs> all right, bitch. Here's where, here's where you start earning your keep. Stretch first. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> Wait, turn around. Now stretch. <laughs> I think I think you dropped your keys over there, buddy. Won't you? <laughs> Oh, no. Your wife's going to walk in. She's going to be like, you know what, Aaron? I don't know whether you, if I should have you get, have this guest on multiple times because you've had such a good time with him, or I should be worried because I am your wife. Yeah. Oh, no. She, she, there, there, she, knew, she knows what she was getting into. 
<laughs> we we met uh we used to work together that's how we met so she is fully aware that there's something fucking wrong with me she knew what getting involved with somebody that was a chef or trying to tra- at the time training to be a chef you know um we we met you know christ 20 years ago now at this point and uh yeah she she knew what she was getting she there was no false advertising here we, I used to tell her, like, I was the same prick before you took the ring that I am now. It's not like I was bullshitting you mm-hmm. Bec- because that that's just not in my nature. <laughs> I've right. pretty much always been the exact same jackass that I am on this show. Like I talk, I was talking one of the other shows I had done a guest spot on. I was talking to the guy and he's like, you know, I, I, I really appreciate you because you come off as being really genuine. And, and, you know, I, I like to think that, you know, we, we get a, a look at a real person when, when we listen to your show and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm exactly the same asshole in real life that I am on the microphone. It, I mean, yeah, I might, I might turn it up just a little tiny smidge just for entertainment value, mm-hmm. but I will do the same thing if I'm trying to be entertaining and you're standing right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I, or, same same yeah. with me. I'm, I'm the same fucking way I'm going to be on the mic. My buddy, my buddy Casey was telling me about that the other day. He was like, one thing I really admire about you is you're the same motherfucker, no matter where you go. And I'm like, I honestly can't stand people who are different to different people. I think that's yeah. weird. Uh, like the, it's, only, it's, the only time I'm different is when I have to be professional. That's Yeah, exactly. And that makes sense, <laughs> right? You got to be professional. You got to yes. put on the filter and the other filter and the 16 other filters because you got to be professional. Yeah. And, I, you know, as much as I would like to tell somebody, look, it's what you're trying to do doesn't work because you have a family wreath and, but you know, in a professional capacity, I'm not allowed to use, um, I'm like, well, you're just a fucking idiot. And, uh, so I'm not allowed to do that, but it's actually kind of funny. Sometimes if I'm talking to other culinary professionals and it's like funny, cause about three sentences in, you can like tell if the general manager left the room or whatever, cause all the, everything just drops <laughs> like, yeah. So I got these fucking idiots working for me. And I, I, I understand what you're going to, you're going to tell me if I follow the recipe, it's going to turn out the way that it should, because you tested it. I know what we're talking about here. I've had this conversation with people before. These guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> How can I fix this? And I'm like, I don't know. Meat tenderizer. <laughs> Yeah, send them send them upstairs for a bucket of dehydrated water. MSG. Um, go tell tell them to go find a steak ten, a steak stretcher. A steak um, stretcher. Fuck, they uh, must have fucked that up. Oh, uh, we we've done. Oh, uh, there there are so many things. Like particularly in my younger days, I used to work at a culinary school, mm. and we would send like if we found somebody that was particularly stupid, we would send them back and forth. And this place had a kitchen downstairs, a kitchen upstairs. And we would like have them running up and down the stairs back and forth to, to the storerooms. Like, Oh, you know, Aaron said, I need to come find this and I need to come find that. And like, I literally had one kid spend like 15 minutes looking for a bucket of dehydrated water. I'm like, <laughs> I finally, I finally was just like, I want you to stop and think about this. How do you reconstitute something that is dehydrated? You add water to it. Oh, so what would you do for a bucket of dehydrated water? You want a bucket? <laughs> yes, you don't. I'm like, you know what? Change majors. Go be an art major. Right. Exactly. So are you any good at the computers? You know, IT, that shit's banging right now. Yeah, IT's the way to go. You know, that's that's a good okay. solid future. Was it you or was it Jake that was telling the story <laughs> when you were on the Bleach Rose podcast 
and you, I think it was you that was talking about when you were at the culinary school and you had someone or, or you had like a new chef or someone and they were being an asshole. So you're like, here, cut 10 pounds of peppers. And they did it with no gloves. Oh, yeah. Now that was me. That was and, you. Yeah. It was, oh, it was uh, one of my prep cooks. Oh, dude, I, I was shopping for Christmas at the time when I was listening to it. <laughs> right. I was in Kohl's. And I just hear you just belt that out. And I started laughing so hard. I almost dropped this Yankee candle that was in my hand. <laughs> I'm like, I was just laughing so fucking hard because all I could imagine is this guy with literally like just fire on his hands. And like, no matter what he did through the day, he's, it's going to end up on his dick and it's going to end up in his eyes. <laughs> like, no matter what he did, what a fucking idiot. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And I've, I, tr- I tried to save him too. I'm like, dude, put some gloves on. I'm not a pussy. Well, all right. It's not a test of manhood, dude. If you're getting choked out, you got to tap or else you're going to go none night. Yeah. You really want to go none night? Fucking check your pride. Yeah, that was that was a fun job. I got a lot of really great stories out of that particular place. Um, I, I had a I had a dishwasher that I used to use as an example to the other employees because <laughs> he was a twisted little fucker. He thought it, he, he enjoyed it because I would pick him up like with one arm mm. by the throat and shake him around and yell at him. And it was like staged. We would plan this shit. So when we, when we had a new guy come in and he would start mouthing off and I'd pick him up and start yelling at him and be throwing him around with one arm and he, sorry, chef, I'm sorry, chef. I'm like, you know, and it it occurred to me way after the fact, like he was okay with this. He might've been getting his fucking rocks off (laughs) on, you know, Aaron picking him up and shaking him around like a rag doll. You know, I and like I said, had... doing it one handed, which was that was the whole point was to scare the <laughs> shit out of the new guy. Like, like I'm not fucking... pissing the chef off. He's worse than the bouncers. <laughs> right. You're the fucking undertaker of that kitchen. Just like choke slamming that dish. Yeah. Damn. And uh, well, the funny thing is that that particular place, I also like on Friday and Saturday nights after the kitchen closed, I'd go out and bounce until the place <laughs> closed. <laughs> it was extra money. I didn't care. I was, you know, 22, 23. Yeah. You're just over there like, I'll take the cash. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah. Well, and we had live music every weekend, too. So I, I got to hang around, watch the band, watch all the girls dancing. Yeah, you got paid to watch the band. Yeah. I got paid yep. to watch the band and occasionally throw somebody out the out into the parking lot. And How many how many people do you think you threw out like in your in your stint as a bouncer there at that place? Oh, five or six, five or six. Yeah, any, it, any, it, it uh, was pr- pretty, pretty, uh, pretty decent crowd there most of the time. Yeah. As, was it like run of the mill stuff? Like they just got too drunk, need to get the fuck out of there, or they were being like douchey assholes or being douchey, f- picking fights with people. Yeah. Um, I any threw gropers? One... You oh, ready to throw was... like a groper? Yes. <laughs> um, I had, I had fucking people in the world. Like, so what a scumbag. Yeah. No, the that's, uh, that's not okay. But no, as often as not, those guys, if they got called out, they would flee because mm. yeah, the, the, uh, the ass whooping is coming. Yeah, well, and the, it's due. the other cops after the ass whooping. Yeah. I was gonna say the other bouncers the like I was, I was like a backup bouncer basically. Like we had our <laughs> guys because I, I didn't get out of the kitchen until like 11 o'clock. Yeah. The, the door guys all showed up at like eight 30 mm, and you know, they would come, they would come in, have dinner get ready to start their shift. And then they would start like actually working the door and work in the room about nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah. Like as the restaurant part started to gear down and we started going into bar mode and, uh, yeah, th- but th- it was really well established. That was a place you did not pull that shit <laughs> mm. because out of like, out of our, our full-time door guys, or I shouldn't say full-time, but our, our regular door staff, we had like one guy that was a Navy seal. Ooh, we had two guys that 
were like strongman competition guys. Mm. And then uh, two guys that were on the local college football team <laughs> yep. as linemen. Yep. So, linemen so, make the best bouncers. Yeah, we had these just walking slabs of beef floating exactly. around. The, yeah, you got brick, you have walls of bricks fucking just walk around that place. Yeah, and then the guy who was the the fucking seal, it was like five eight and maybe like a buck sixty five, a buck seven. He was the most dangerous motherfucker in the yeah, building. Yeah, he's like he, three dudes he, in one. He, he could he and we people would you know just ignore him and be like staring at the the walking slab of beef that was six foot five. Mm. You know, and and like me, I'm not a small guy, but I'm not a huge guy either. I'm like a good mm. even six, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm like uh, yeah, I'm bigger than some people. I'm I'm broad enough to be intimidating before i got all fat mm. and uh so i was walking around you know 23 and all hey i'll kick your ass you know with extra tight sleeves and shit you know yeah <laughs> Me- meanwhile oh, the quiet reserve guy that's just leaning up against the wall in a fucking you know t-shirt for the restaurants and waiting for some shit to go sideways next thing you know you didn't even see him move but he's like escorting some guy out by the head mm. and i'd be like yep Nino got another one. What the fuck? <laughs> it it takes a really like different type of person to to be a seal. Like there's that's something I really wanted to do when I was a kid. And then when I really looked into it, and I was at one point ready to go into the navy. And then yeah, shit happened my shit happened to my family and I was like I can't I can't I can't. And I'm yeah. really like fortunate that I didn't go cuz I think like it would have been like a really weird dynamic with my family. Like it's really good right now over the last like 10 years. It's been like a very like rough place for my family. And I feel like staying was the best decision ever. Not only because I have my kid, but yeah. because my family, I think would have really, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have come together. Like, like just not like I'm saying like I got everyone together, but my relationships with them. Right. Yeah. Personally. That really needed to happen for me. Like, and when I looked into it, I was like, holy shit, this is like, like, I, yeah, I think I'd probably wash out. Like maybe I would probably get through, I think maybe a week. And then I'd be like, fuck this. I'm over it. Ringing the bell. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ringing the bell. Like no shame. Like that. It's a different type of animal, like real different type. Like those guys are not humble dudes. You know, nope. they're not like when they get older, they are. But when they're young and hungry like that, it is nothing but bona fide, like, straight competition courage coming out of the balls at all times. And I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> I'll take the L. Yeah. I, I'm that uh, type of person. I don't care. I, I seriously debated it at one point, And then I realized I was too much of a cocky little prick mm-hmm. <laughs> because I realized I was not going to do well with people trying to tell me what to do. I was yeah. just like, and I, I took like the ASVAB military placement tests and all that shit. And mm. I, I did pretty good cause I test good. Um, despite being as much of a fuck up as I am, I'm actually a pretty bright guy. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) they were like, yeah, you could be an NCO. You could go to officer school. You could do this. You could do that. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I want to shoot that bear at 50 Cal. Right. I want to go. And and they're like, you're you're not built to be a sniper (laughs) and you're too, you're, 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 you're test show. That is not the right thing for you. And I'm like, I want the big gun. Like, I didn't say I want to be a sniper. I just want to shoot it. Let me shoot it and I will enlist in your branch. 
I had that conversation with every recruiter, the Marines, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force. Nobody would let, promise me I could shoot the gun. That's all I wanted. God damn it. I just want to shoot the boom boom. I don't even need to do it as my job. I just want to do it for shits and giggles. Right? What the fuck, man? This is a really fucking easy shit thing for you to let me do, and you don't want me to fucking do it. I just want to shoot the goddamn baby cow. Yeah, and, right. and then I found one, and I could have bought it, but I didn't have $16,000. Yeah, <laughs> them bitches are like, if I made two hundred grand a year, I'd probably have one. Oh, yeah. No, but, if, I, if I made two hundred yeah. grand a year, it would be like hanging right behind me right the fuck now, and you'd be like, yeah, hey, exactly. what's that? Be hanging like, above oh. my shark tank in my office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I would keep it within arm's length at all times. So it's like... <laughs> This is my precious. <laughs> you have a Barrett in every room. <laughs> like, no matter what room Here, you go, a there's, there's a Barrett. This is my nightstand Barrett. This is my sawed off Barrett. Someone comes over and you're like, you know what? I feel like Ellen DeGeneres today. Here's a Barrett for you. <laughs> Jesus. You just chuck this just, fucking 30 pound. Had one. <laughs> 30 pound, 30 pound rifle. <laughs> Shoots anti-material rounds. Yeah. <laughs> anti-material. Oh, well, you know, I have been really pissed at my husband. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. Get that back. You can have the gun. Just give me the magazine back. Those those rounds are like $4 a round. I don't see anybody just superfluously using them. No. Yeah, that's like one. That's one thing I I didn't understand about shooting until I really like got into it was how much, how much, like I like going a couple times a year and like get my fix. But some people like to go every like weekend, like golfing. And yeah, that was me. <laughs> and like, like I'm all for that. But at the same time, a box of ammo is going to be like 15 bucks. And it's really not that many rounds you get, especially depending on the certain type of gun. Yeah. I have a nine millimeter that's 20 rounds. So when I load the full clip, because fuck yeah, you want to load the full clip. <laughs> that is like a third of a box. And I'm like, holy shit, I just dumped like four bucks in four seconds. I feel like I'm at the strip club right now. I've done that in like less than three minutes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. But it's like, I would love to do something like that. But at the same time, I'm like, holy shit, that would get so pricey so fast. Yeah. Well, when I was single, mm. you know, many long years ago at this point, yeah. uh, like right after I turned 21, I was working two full-time jobs by my live by myself. Didn't have a lot of, you know, commitments or anything. No wife, no kids, no, mm. no real bachelor responsibilities. Days. Bachelor days. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I would get off. I was working third shift and at the time I was making really good money for being, you know, fucking 20, 21 years old. I would get off of work at seven in the morning. I would go to the bar with all my degenerate third shift coworkers. Because they had, there was a bar down the street from the place I was working that would cash your paychecks for a penny on the dollar. Yep. And uh, it was really convenient for them because, you know, everybody would cash their paychecks there and then proceed to get hammered. Yep. Or put it in the machines. Or, yeah, or put it in the, the yeah. they, had, they had slot machines, they had pull tab strips, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pool table. I, I, on the other hand, would go to the I had there was a credit union between the the factory I was working in and the bar that we were going to, hmm. and so I would stop at the credit union and deposit my paycheck and keep hmm. like fifty or sixty bucks out in cash. 
Yeah. And uh, I would go to the bar with everybody else because uh, I just wanted to be social with my degenerate buddies. And it was, you know, <laughs> 730 in the morning on a Friday. There's nothing really, really going on. All, all my responsible friends were in college, so they're all going to class and shit. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. You're, they're like, I'm not working right now, so I guess I'm going to get fucked up. Yeah. I guess. So I, well, I would get fucked up, though. I would go to the bar and they had a special. It was the Friday morning, like between 730. It was a third shift bar, too. So yeah, it was Friday morning bet- between like seven and nine. And you could get a either a chicken sandwich or a burger and a basket of fries and a pitcher of domestic draft beer for five bucks. Mm, nice. Now, you got to bear in mind, this was like in 1998, 99. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> five bucks back then was a little more significant, but still. So yeah. for five bucks, you could get a pitcher of beer and a sandwich and a basket of fries. So I would go there, throw down my five bucks, buy a pitcher of beer, eat my chicken sandwich, eat my French fries, drink my pitcher of beer, play mm-hmm. a couple games of pool. And then I would, I would, you know, peace out and be gone by like 9am. Nice. And then I would go to my house and I would grab all, grab all my guns. (laughs) Oh no, it's just one pitcher of beer. That's not enough to fuck me up even back then. But, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. Like from my perspective, I'm like, you down that pitcher of beer in an hour. (laughs) Yeah. But I'd be pretty buzzed. I'd be pretty buzzed. (laughs) I'd catch a nice little buzz, but yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't be fucked up. And then I'd go home and I'd load up all my all my toys into the car. And then by that point, the buzz would kind of wear off. And then I would drive to the shooting range that was like right next to the state line. It was technically mm-hmm. in Illinois. Yeah. But uh, it was still, it was only like a 15-minute drive from my house or my apartment at the time. And so I would load up. I had like a 44, a 22, a 9 mil. <laughs> and... I would load up all my guns and well, not all my guns, but those guns. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this was an indoor range. So I would go to the indoor range and I would, you know, put a couple hundred rounds through each gun just because like I could, they had range ammo that they loaded in house. That nice. was like, that was like 10, yeah. bu- 10 bucks a box. Hell know? yeah. And, it, and they Reloads were, wa- the sh- they were wad cutters. So they weren't like cased. They were all just raw lead. So you had to clean your guns after you shot them because yeah. otherwise you'd foul the shit out of your guns. But I would, so I would go there and I would drop, I'd get like $50 worth of ammo and hang out for an hour or so, and you know, pew, pew away. And I, I got some great stories coming out of there. There were a couple of very nice, uh, uh, I want to say they were Sikh gentlemen, um, that would be there every morning when I was going in to shoot. And I'm like, what the fuck is with these two guys? And they had this janky little, like, cheap nine millimeter and one one of my like the first handgun i bought myself was a 44 magnum <laughs> with a nine inch barrel so i would put like a hundred rounds through that yeah it was i just it made me giggle so i bought it i, I actually i almost bought they made a 454 that was the same Holy frame the s- same frame but you know yeah different yeah. caliber i almost bought that one just because i was like it's a 454 right You're like, just because just it. because but then i was doing the math and i was like that's a dollar 27 a shot back in 97 yeah in 97 well no this was 99 but still. back in 99 yeah yeah whereas i could buy the 44 and it was like you know 14 bucks for 50 rounds mm-hmm. so Might so well. i was like yeah i'm just gonna i'll downgrade to the 44 that's okay but still, this, so I got this huge hand cannon, and 9 a.m., you know, I got these guys with a little 
tin pot, nine millimeter, pink, 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 pink. And I'd load up and, you know, Katoo! Clang! And, and, you know, like, I'm, sh- I'm shooting like the full length of the range. I'm at like 35 yards, you know, nice tight groupings because the thing is a fucking cannon. Hell yeah. And I look over and these guys are there and they're shooting at a target that's like about eight and a half feet from where they're standing. Mm. And I was just like, what the, what the fuck is with these guys? What is this? I'm like shooting, practicing, shooting somebody from, from behind the cash register. What the fuck? <laughs> and I only say this because, yeah, I know it's kind of a stereotypical thing to say, but these guys looked really familiar to me. And I was like, I swear to God, they, they look so familiar. I, so I go over there and I talk to them one day finally, cause I noticed them every time I would start shooting, they would stop and look, they would like do the lean back and look out of the aisle. Like what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. And so I struck up a conversation with these guys, got to be friends with them. And uh, the reason I recognized them is because yes, they were the night shift crew from the gas station down the street from the shooting range. <laughs> and they would come in in the morning on Friday mornings and shoot some rounds because that was, they got robbed and that was the gun they kept under the counter. Smart. And the, the target they were shooting was literally the distance from the register to the door. Yep, smart. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, that's, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, no, I'm, I'm very serious. My friend. And like, well, you know what you got, you guys want to play with some, some guns that aren't, you know, press tin. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I like, after we got to be friends, I was like, I don't mean to be a dick, but you guys need to upgrade your, your hardware. That, that thing's you got gonna the fucking... cheapest nine millimeter you could. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I was like, that thing's going to blow up in your fucking hand. One of these days. Goddamn like, high point. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I actually, I did. They actually did upgrade at one point too. And I felt, I felt good about that. I got, got talked them into a H and K. So, oh, fuck you. Yeah. You can't go wrong with H and K. Like they are worth every penny. Yeah. Well, that's and like, that's the thing. I let them shoot mine and they were like, this is beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, see how much smoother it acts. It never jams. That's because I clean it and I maintain it. But, uh, I talked, I talked to him too. I was like, well, here, shoot, shoot the revolver. Just do it. You know, you want to squeeze off a couple you look, you stop shooting every time I, I, I send rounds down range. Just yeah. come out, come over here and give it a try. Oh no, that's too big of a gun. That's going to hit me in the face. I'm like, no, it's not. I shoot it one handed. You'll be fine. If there's enough Just... weight down the barrel. Trust me. You're good. Well, and, and the, the barrels compensated too. It's got venting along the end of the barrel. So oh, yeah. when inch? you shoot it, flames shoot out of the top of the gun. It's fucking nice. awesome. Nice. And, uh, so I, you know, I finally convinced them to, sh- you know, they're sending lead down range and we're having a good old time and we're laughing and talking and guy says, maybe I should get one of these for the store. And I was like, no, no, you should not. (laughs) And a a guy says, why not? And I said, here, let me show you something very valuable. I said, and I, I had the H H and K I picked it up and I'm like, I squeezed off a few rounds and I said, okay, you see what that did to the target? Cause I, I brought my, my target into the range where theirs was, you know, I'm like, brought my, brought my, 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 uh, Okay, this is <laughs> may sound a little off, but I, I used to be very cheap. Well, I'm still very cheap, but instead of like buying silhouettes and stuff, I had practically a- cheap. I yes, I'm practical. I had access to. Uh, I was managing a video store as one of my jobs at the time, hmm. and uh, so we would get a shit ton of like movie posters, you know, like to put them up around the store. It was a little mom and pop shop. Oh yeah. And we had like racks of them in the back. We used to sell them for like, they were like a $2 if you wanted a movie and a specific one. And periodically we would go through and take a bunch of the old movie posters just because we would run out of space for this shit. Yeah. And I would take like the ones that nobody would want to buy. 
and I would I would go and I was I would use those at the range for my targets. Hell so yeah. like at one point, I think somebody thought I had it in for John Claude Van Damme just because I had so many of his <laughs> fucking posters. And so you know, I, I'm putting rounds in, in into the into into the because you know you got to have something to aim for. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna shoot this guy in the head. And so it might have come off as a little psychotic, but it was really just that I'm cheap. And yeah. So I bring, and I was also like, I, I carried a stapler in my range bag because I would just staple the posters onto this fucking it, like smart a pack. So fucking genius. I, uh, I, I would let them get to be like a, a half inch thick just because I would put a new one up every time I got too perforated. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to tell where my shots were going if I was getting decent groupings and shit. So mm-hmm. it, did, it did require a certain amount of adaptation in, in my, the way I behaved at the range. <laughs> so I'm like, I bring the the target back and I'm, I line it up next to theirs. And I'm like, I shoot it a couple times, you know, put a couple holes in it. And the guys, I said, now you see what happened? I shoot it with the nine millimeter. They go through at nothing to, you know, I said, now here, let me show you why we don't shoot a 44 at that range. And I picked it up and I, boom, it just it blew like confetti and like a hole the size of a coffee saucer. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Poof. And they yeah. were just like, oh my God. I'm like, that's stopping power. I, I, I would shoot a bear with this fucking thing. Exactly. I, I, you know, I don't I don't know if I would shoot somebody that was trying to empty out the cash register. <laughs> you know, I I've had like people over the years I've went with to shoot guns and I've had more people get injuries from shooting my nine millimeter than my three fifty seven, which really fucking like boggles my mind. But when I think <laughs> about it, I'm like I'm like, I guess I could kind of see it. Like my buddy Darius like fucked up his hand with my nine because he didn't know how to hold his hands. And I just showed him. I was like, you slide bit him. It. <laughs> yep. Slide bit him twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. First time he had his like back of his thumb up too high, Oof. clipped him and took some skin. And then he put his thumb directly. And this is a striker list or this is like a striker fired one. Yeah. Uh, like without the hammer. Um, and he put it right on the back of the slide where the little striker pin is. And you just see when he shoots it, his thumb just and like he almost dropped Ow. the gun. I was like, what the fuck? Hey, that's expensive. I, right. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the hell are you doing? He was like, well, I want to shoot that 357. I was like, if you just fucked up your hand on that, you're going to blow your hand off of the 357. And that's like my biggest fear. Cause you know, like you had a 44, you know, with those revolvers, there's so much force that comes out of the sides of those cylinders you literally yeah. can sever your fingers off. Yet people have hurt themselves over the one you should not have any issues with. Yeah. Although, like, what the fuck? I said that. That here. Speaking of, since you brought it up, and force coming out of the sides of the cylinders on there, I'm going to talk about something real quick that kind of pissed me off. You remember when Alec Baldwin didn't shoot that lady, <laughs> and he said his hand was on the side of the gun, and the trigger just magically pulled itself. And mm. okay completely discounting the fact that it's an old west single single action revolver which means the hammer had to be cocked back even if it was going to a half cock to a loading position there's literally no way it could have discharged itself and the guy's full of shit if his hand is where he said it was when the gun discharged there should be massive damage to his fucking hand because he said his fingers were along the side of the cylinder yeah like bullshit (laughs) that was one thing i wondered about i was like how is this hand fucked up no yeah yeah, no how the fuck did that happen it happened because he, he's a fucking lying cocksucker. Yeah. I there's hate some, you, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> there's some weird shit that happened there, you know? And, and when he gave his whole testimony and he was like, I can't talk about it, but she was my friend. She's my friend. Why do I do this to my friend? I was sitting there like, 
you the way you're given that answer, buddy. I don't yeah. think she was your friend. You want to? I think there's some shit that, that happened. She's your friend? Did she get pictures of you on Epstein's flight roster? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Did, Fucking. Did she dude. know something? Were you best friends with Harvey Weinstein? Come on. <sighs> Come on. Come on. Be better. Maybe you should just retire. Maybe it's time for you to retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've like. Oh, that whole situation was like fucking. Yeah. Weird. I was going to say that. That. Weird right from the get-go. Like, but like I said, since you brought that up. <laughs> yes. Flames shoot out of the side of the cylinder when you fire off a, a revolver. It happens. Yeah. Um, I, although speaking of revolvers, fun, fun little side story. Um, a couple of years back here, I got. I don't know if it was tax refund or something. I got some some disposable income at one point, and it was right before my anniversary. And so I went and went to the gun store and picked up a pistol for my wife, and happened to get one for myself at the same time. Nice. What'd um, you get? Well, I got a uh, uh, I got a Springfield. Why am I MP having such shield? a no? Um, or just an MP. <laughs> XDM. XDS. Yeah, brain XDS. Fart. There we go. I was I thinking of, yeah, I was thinking of Smith West, not Springfield. Yeah, no, uh, I got a XDS, yeah. XDS Mark Mark II. Nice. Uh, brand. Well, I got it from their used selection, the, the local gun store by my house here. They have a lovely used inventory, and they were having a sale uh, where everything was half price on the on the used guns if you bought another gun. Dude, so, used guns get a bad rap. Honestly, yeah, no. I think I'd rather buy you. Well, and the thing is, this gun shop is veteran owned. It's an awesome place. They have three in-house gunsmiths. Nice. They main they you know inspect everything before they're willing to sell it. And with the area I live in, at one point we had this massive influx of people from the city that you know they're oh we're going out to the county we're going to buy us a bunch of guns and we're going to do this and we're going to do that (laughs) and then you know like shit went sideways and the housing market collapsed and a lot of these assholes lost their jobs Mm -hmm. and. All of a sudden, the gun store was flush with like used firearms that looked like they'd never been fired. Mm. This nine millimeter I bought, literally, the bluing was still on the slide. Like Damn. it didn't even look like it had been fired maybe a dozen times. Mm. So I got a function for all intents and purposes, a brand new nine mil for like for a used price to begin with, and then half off on top of it fuck yeah hell yeah and, and so i bought that and then i bought um i bought my wife a the she had picked out a 357 uh a, a short sub nose revolver okay. and uh like something that would fit comfortably in her purse yeah like <laughs> dude those snub nose 357s are perfect purse guns like they're yeah. really tiny and they fit in a, the side pocket really well. And you could easily pull it out and just start. <laughs> I just started blasting. <laughs> yep. And I got our speed loader to practice with. And... Okay. But okay. it was funny, though, because the, the when we were, I had gone in there with her like a week before that. Just I just told her I wanted to go pick up some ammo and stuff and check some prices. I didn't tell her I was, I wanted to see what she wanted. And so I was like, you know, what are you looking for? And so she's looking at guns and she's like, oh, I want to see that 357 there. And she's like talking to the guy behind the counter. He's like. Well, you know, I've got a 380 over. She's like, I know what I said. I want the 357 Magnum. <laughs> I like shooting the Magnum. And the guy was just like, okay, okay. Like, right. So they're like, plus P, please. And he's like, damn. Okay. Yep. Shit. <laughs> and well, she's like, she's like, I, I only, I only want, the, I only like the 357 because I can't fit his 44 in my purse. And they're, they're, they're looking at me and I'm like, yep, that, she's all mine. Back off, fellas. You should have like 
pointed right down your dick and be like. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not compensating at all. Um... <laughs> all right, honey, let's get in my big truck and go home. Yep, I'll get, let's go out in my lifted F-350. <laughs> the dually. Yeah, my dually. <laughs> get that fifth wheel toy hauler. And... <laughs> wow. You ever get confused because your girlfriend's got a twin sister and you got confused and fucked her dad? Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's yeah, what it's but... like driving a Ford truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I do need to pick... I, completely off the subject i do need to get a truck yeah uh, mostly because i'm tired of driving my wife's car <laughs> yeah i, I look I like you. a shriner <laughs> it, eventually in the future like i have this 10-year plan and in 10 years i want my house i want my truck i want my kids future college secured and like a bunch of other things right and i've got shit along the way to do it and my last year i've been really successful in the planning i've done coming to fruition and well, that's like, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And like part of that is I really want my fucking truck like really bad. Like I've driven a car like all my life pretty much. And I, I my well, actually my first car was a tiny truck. It was a 1990 Nissan Frontier and it was all mine. <laughs> I saved up my money. My dad helped me a little bit to get it. But it was like mostly like my money I had from the savings account for years. And I felt so fucking proud of this truck. I was like, this piece of shit beater is mine. <laughs> And like ever since then, I was like, you know, God, I really want to get back to having a fucking truck, like really fucking bad. What kind of truck would you get? Uh, I'm, I'm right now I'm leaning more towards like a GMC or a Tacoma would be nice. Those are really nice trucks. Toyotas are great. Um, I used to be. And a they're made in compliance. Indiana. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I used I to mean, be a dealer compliance auditor. Okay. And so I used to I used to look into a lot of manufacturer issues with vehicles. Never buy a Hyundai. Never buy a Kia because they are fucking doing so bad right now. And they're still doing bad. They've been doing bad for like six years and they're still making shit vehicles. But yeah. two vehicles I saw, one one of them was Honda. Honda had no fucking manufacturing issues. Like it was crazy. They were just perfect. Toyota was right next to them. The only issue they had was like a brake malfunction every now and then. But it was like a mm. simple thing. You just get checked with your mechanic to make sure like it's good to go. And it wasn't like this complex issue that's going to come up thousands of miles of down, down the road later. It was like something that you could find in the beginning. It's like Toyota is a great car. And that's kind of the truck I really want. I would love to get a Tacoma or I would love to get another Frontier. That'd be great too. get a V6 and get it, uh, um, get it with four wheel drive. I've had I've driven V8s and they're nice. But at the same time, I feel like I can get almost the same amount of power as I want. And I can get a little bit more gas mileage to it. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Oh, yeah. No, they got some really nice producing sixes right now like yeah you know i my my like 10 I, grand less yeah my, my old truck was a uh i had a a amc jeep comanche mm. with with an inline six it was i loved that truck so much i'm i i was working on restoring it and then like a jackass i let my brother have it because he needed a vehicle and i was moving out on him and i had a car and i had a truck and i was like look the truck needs a new battery here's 50 bucks for a battery Here's the title. I'm signing it over to you because I can't afford to insure it. I was like, before you do anything to get rid of it or whatever, let me know. I want it back. I'm like, I'm signing it over to you because you need a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And then I went back after I moved out uh, because my brother and I lived together for a while. 
after I moved out, I went back with, with my, well, now my wife, <laughs> the lady who I wound up hitching, getting hitched to. And I <laughs> went, went back by Jane. my, yeah, went back by my brother's apartment and, uh, I'm like, well, Matt must not be here, but Marco's here. So like, and we go in there and my brother's sitting on the couch. I'm like, where the fuck's my truck? And he goes, man, that piece of shit wouldn't start. So I scrapped it. Uh, I, like, I literally told you, here's $50, go buy a new battery. You asshole. I didn't say you were getting the truck as a gift. That was my fucking truck. <laughs> fucking scrapped it. Yeah. He got like $150 for it. I was mad as fuck. You know, I didn't talk to him for like eight months after that. <laughs> like speaking of that, one th- I, I work in insurance now, right? And I'm a claims adjuster. So like I open claims for people and I also like see them through and close them and shit in the whole process. Mm-hmm. And it fucking boggles my mind that there are people out there who are really willing to just roll around with liability and just like liability only and just throw away their piggy bank. Your car is your fucking piggy bank, dude. Fucking just suck it up, pay the couple extra bucks a month, get collision, get comprehensive on it. Cause you don't know when shit's going to happen. You may claim you're the best fucking driver in the world, but you hit a patch of black ice and you hit and you hit someone. It's still your fucking fault. And you total your car and you don't have collision on it. You're fucked. You hit a deer and you live in a deer populated area and you don't have comprehensive, you're a fucking idiot. Because guess what happens when you total your car and you don't have that? You're going to take it to the scrapyard and they're going to do the same thing it did with your brother. And they're going to, it doesn't even matter if it's a brand new car, right? You could literally walk in there with a, uh, uh, with a Tesla and they're going to be like, best I can do is four grand. Like they lowball yep. the shit out of you. Doesn't matter what car you have. You think you're going to get the same? No, like if you had collision on that Tesla, you're getting 40 grand. Yeah, like and, from your insurance company. Like, it's so stupid that people walk around with fucking liability on their shit only. And I'm like, what? What in the fuck? Why? Well, that goes the back only- to my shortage, of my my theory of there's no shortage of idiots in the world. Yeah, no shit. Like I, I walk around with full coverage and the deductible buy down. <laughs> yeah. If I get into an accident, I'm paying like 50 bucks out of pocket. Fuck yep. everybody else. I don't yep. care. Yep, I got mine set to five hundred, and um, yeah, I think it's actually and it's like, like two fifty for comprehensive. Yeah, and like that's I think that's like a pretty good like median, and it was like an extra like thirty a month for to have it both be like two fifty, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna have money saved up so in case some shit happens, I hope it doesn't. Knock on wood, yeah. but I I'm gonna have money saved up so I'll be okay. And I see some people out there rolling around with thousand dollar deductibles. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of fucking that's a lot money. out of pocket. You gotta, that's a lot out of pocket. Do you have that thousand saved up? Are you able to get it on the drop of a moment's notice? That's a lot of money. Yeah. What that's shit. Like I said, I mean, yeah, it costs a little more in the longer, but honestly, I'm fucking old. I have a clean driving record mm-hmm. and I actually also have, you know, homeowners insurance with the same company. My premium is like $89 a month. Nice. You know, I both together. Yeah. For, for everything. Fuck yeah. That's and that's, dope as that, fuck, that covers me and my wife. <laughs> fuck. It's like, oh yeah. And now, now granted I've been with the same agent for like 16 freaking years at this point. Yeah. But, and at one point we like before my Cadillac died, when we had my caddy on there, it was only, and we had full coverage on both vehicles and it was still only like 110 or $115. And I miss my Cadillac because <laughs> yeah. now I roll around in 
my wife's focus. <laughs> now, I know some of my listeners have never seen this, but I'm sure they've heard me talk about. I am a big fucking dude. Horses are not big. Basically, feel like I need to carry a can of Crisco just so I can get in and out of this fucking clown yeah. car. Yeah. And it's a great little car. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've I've never really been a Ford guy, but my wife has always been a Ford person. Mm. And uh, so what happens when you fuck your dad? Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. <laughs> but, you know, so this but this was her car. I bought it for her. She's not a big, you know, walking human of a man. She's a smaller lady. And so it was a good size for her. It was a good fit. Yeah. And I had my big luxurious couch on wheels. So <laughs> and until it, you know, want to fucking throw in a rod. And it was like, well, it's going to be like $4,000 to replace this engine. Ooh. And I, I've in hindsight, I should have just fucking bit the bullet and replaced the engine. Yeah. But it was, it was like the North star V eight and it was an aluminum block and the, the block had warped. So I had to pull out the electric, all the electronics and put in a new engine block. And it just, it got to the point. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go buy a truck. And then I lost my job. So then <laughs> oh, I was like, well, I guess I don't really need to go buy a truck since I don't have a job. Um, shit. You know, the whole, the whole Rona and everything. And yeah, exactly. It's, you know, I, I'm really, I was meeting with a couple of buddies earlier today for um, brunch and we were all talking about how like, it's so great that we're all like getting back together again and like hanging out because COVID was like a really fucking weird time for everyone. And everyone like went through some rough shit in different circumstances. And I really hope and feel this is like our turnaround and we're pulling the fuck at it. Well, I and, hope so. And, of course, I think part of that's just people are getting fed up too. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, and like the government was, has been pushing their fucking agendas as far as they've gone for two years, you know, yeah. Fauci and all that bullshit. It's like, Oh, you still need to go more you. Hey, how, you know what, dude, the worst of it's behind us. Now we're getting down to a strain of virus that is like, it's like the fucking common cold. Yeah, like it's it's going to be it's, here. Swine flu is still here, but you it's might, down to... You might poop yourself. I mean... Yeah. Let's be honest. I do that after a rough night of too much liquor, so... Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's one of those things where do we really have to shut everything down? Just because we're afraid to gamble on a fart? I mean, I... You know now, what? Like, <laughs> And now, one of the... Here's something appropriately ranty for, for my uh, usual concept here. Hmm. Did you hear about the report John Hopkins issued? Mm -mm. The Johns Hopkins Institute, like the author, the American authority on medical places, you know, the one mm -hmm. everybody references outside of the CDC, like the John Hopkins Institute, one of the forefront researchers in medical field. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, they're, they're not little, you know, little St. Fauci. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because I'm a little older, but I remember that cocksucker basically telling everybody airborne AIDS was going to get us all by now. So. I'm really I'm not a fan of that fucking clown for no. numerous reasons. But the John Hopkins is to like this past week issued a report basically saying that all the mandates, all the lockdowns and everything else was fucking pointless. Yep. It's going to happen anyways. We proved yeah, it. Yeah. And this is not like, you know, any it's this isn't Alex Jones saying that the government's been fucking us for two no. years. It is a established medical expert yeah. Yeah. <laughs> saying this was a waste of our lives. Yeah, you know what's like fucking insane is the whole shit with Joe Rogan right now. Oh, yeah. Let's... Dude, I'm so fucking like upset about that because he had two 
doctors on one of them made one of them is responsible for like the rna like vaccine right vaccines we know like he's he's responsible for that and this is where i say like listen like woke woke culture there we go if i can pronounce that without my minnesotan come out the woke culture yeah Um, you know we're kind of woke now yeah don't you know eh um that culture is going to turn into fascism at some point, right? That's yeah, it already like, is really. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, this was like a, a very like definitional moment because they were like, Oh, he's spreading misinformation. What's men misinformation. The shit that experts he had on was talking about. So you're saying that this one side of the story is scripture. This is set in stone. This is God. It can't be questioned. What the fuck are you talking about? This is what science is made for in the first place. Do you know what scientists do all day? They sit there and go, I think you're wrong. That's what they do all day. They debate all day long because they are skeptical that it is actually set in stone. And the government's like, nope, it's our word. It is what it is. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. North Korea does that shit. China does that shit. We're the goddamn United States motherfuckers. Like we were founded on some different shit than that. And what the fuck is going on? Like, you really want to try to cancel this dude over, oh, it's misinformation. Yet you have a problem with me calling you a Nazi? <laughs> well, and you know, the funny thing is, if you get any of these people and say, what exactly did he say that's misinformation? Yeah, exactly. Tell me something other than the talking point you've been fed that he's spreading misinformation. I want a specific. They can't do it. Because realistically, not only has most of the stuff that hit the experts have come on, turned out to be right at this point. Yeah. Yep. And uh, oh well the science has changed. No, the narrative has changed. The science is still science. Yep. Fauci is not science. Science no, is not. allowed to be questioned. Science is questioning. Yes. But the thing is, like I'm not a huge Rogan fan in the in his I just I don't listen to his show because I've I said it in a couple episodes, I think. I don't have four fucking hours to True. Yeah, listen. he is on quite a long time. I mean, yeah. I respect the guy. I like his comedy. I used to watch his stand up back in the day when he still had hair and a neck. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole di- that's a whole different story. Uh, you know, pre Juice Joe. I liked I liked I liked Fear Factor Joe. He, he made me laugh. <laughs> pre testosterone therapy. Yeah, but yeah. regardless. He's the first one to say, I'm not an expert. I'm not claiming yeah. to be an expert. I'm not. Yeah. Don't take your advice from me. Make up your own fucking mind. Yeah. That's not spreading misinformation. When you no. qualify every single statement with, I am presenting this part of an argument to you. I am not telling you what to think. You're not spreading misinformation. That's yeah. the people that they are citing as saying, well, this is the accepted line. This is the, the proper narrative. This is the truth. Those are the ones that are saying you have to believe what we're saying and it's it's kind of like you said it is fascism it's these are the same motherfuckers who uh, we're going to tie this into that article you sent to me these are the Mm. same motherfuckers who want to say well you know what i identify as a cat i need to have the appropriate bathroom facilities installed in my school fuck dude i was so (laughs) fucking angry when i saw that and i was like i'm sending this right to aaron immediately because we have some shit to talk about. Yes, we do. And it's a I, fucking article. Was that a good I, segue? I just. <laughs> oh yeah, perfect. It was. It was like the most beautiful poetic segue ever. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, there was this fucking article I sent Aaron, and this article was talking about some school district in. Fuck, I don't oh, know. I can't it. remember where it was, but it was some school district. Um, um, 
a parent that was coming up and was like, hey, you know, like at a, at a meeting with like, the school board, right? You know, she's like protesting against stuff. But one thing she had to state in the beginning was like, I'm really fucking upset because my kids are going to school in a district where apparently this is a thing. Um, and she decided to talk about. It's in Michigan. I just, I just. Michigan. Okay. Gotcha. Up. Yeah. Gotcha. Which explains maybe they're drinking the Flint water. Yeah. Uh, that uh. makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this narrative, this really progressive narrative that's been like really pushed over the last like almost 10 years has been great in certain aspects and not great in certain aspects. Right. And this is a moment where it's not great because it's like, yes, OK, you know, we should be able to identify as who we are and be ourselves. That's the more important thing is just to be ourselves. But there's a certain point where it gets to nonsense and it's like, hold up. Now you're getting into a realm where it's almost like you're you're delusional right like are you schizophrenic or what the fuck's going on because you're not living in the real world and now this fucking child was like oh well i get to do whatever the fuck i want to do my parents say it's okay for me to be whatever the fuck i want to be i'm a cat i'm gonna take a litter box i'm gonna shit in that litter box in the school bathroom what yeah (laughs) what get the fuck out of here with that shit I would be so fucking angry. I would march in that school, rip my kid out, and be like, fuck this school. Fuck this school district. Your ass is getting homeschooled. <laughs> like, oh, definitely. Like, and here's the thing I don't understand. These, What the fuck is wrong with this kid's parents? That it, I mean, I, I always encouraged my kid, like, you can you know, pretty much do whatever you want, and if you put your mind to it, you can be whatever you want. At no point did I go, you know what? You're right, Sparky. You can be a cat. You know, um, if my kid would have come to me and like, dad, I want to be an alligator. I'd have been like, that's a fucking shame. You know what? You're still a person. <laughs> well, I, I identify as, as, as a cow. No, you're going to identify as shoe leather. If you're not fucking careful, get the fuck out of here. That's stupid. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, there I'm, I'm pretty accepting as a general rule. I mean, you, you've listened to my, yeah. my rants, you know, where I stand on things. Yeah. I, I, as a rule, I live by my philosophy of, I don't give a fuck. At some point, I'm I'm I have to get back in gear. Actually, I'm working on a lovely shirt that says I subscribe to the church of I don't give a fuck. Hell yeah. And I'm I'm working on setting fucking up first to buy that shit. <laughs> I'm working on setting up the church of I don't give a fuck. But apparently they the, the people realize I'm trying to do it as Our Lady of the Blessed Tax Shelter. And <laughs> uh, for some reason, I'm having trouble getting validation for my my religious beliefs of I don't want to give the government any money. That's one of the core tenets of my faith. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, I'm not allowed to practice that religion. Oh no! Uh, although I am an ordained minister, oh, no. but again, I'm off. I'm off <laughs> subject there. <laughs> hey, thirty five bucks, you can do it too. Um, you know, but, it's one of those moments where I'm like, I don't wish any ill will upon people, but if that kid's parents all knowingly allowed that to happen or willful blindness. I really hope natural selection comes from them at certain point because that is some shit that's not okay. Yeah, I would like to all. see them Darwin themselves at all. Like, You're and I, I don't want them to die, damage but to I want kid. some like I want some life altering shit to happen in some case that's really going to be like you know what I'm reflecting on my life here a little bit and I think I probably shouldn't have let my fucking kid drag a goddamn kitty litter box into the fucking school bathroom and drop a hot deuce in front of all these fucking middle schoolers. Well, what I see, I, I like to think, you know, I, I, I would be a good divine being. I have a good sense of karmic perspective. 
I would like to see these people develop some sort of not lethal, but severely inconveniencing f- disease from having human shit in a litter box in their house. Yeah. That like would, that would be appropriate. You know, some sort of like, you know, airborne botulism kind of deal that's (laughs) you know they just spend like a week shitting themselves and when they finally get the test results back from the doctor it's like well you know this is from uh, prolonged exposure to human fecal material we usually only see it in sewer workers but apparently your entire house is contaminated because your kid's been shitting in a box under his bed i hope you get e coli when you (laughs) clean up that shit (laughs) I, i hope your respirator has a hole in it (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I hope you drop your I hope you drop your N95 in the toilet and then put it back on. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, anyway? I mean, these these fucking people, like I said, I'm all for loving, accepting and supporting your children. I think that's we need more of that. You know, I think yeah. there's way too many kids that didn't get that growing up. I and unfortunately, I think part of what we're seeing now is the backlash of that. Like, well, my mommy and daddy didn't hug me enough, so I'm going to let my kid be whatever they want to be. My parents told me I couldn't be a fucking unicorn, so I'm going to tell my kid he can shit in a box. And yeah. It, it, no, yeah, I mean, but like I've, I've worked with some genuinely decent people that were not particularly great at anything who had literally no fucking self-esteem. Like I would just be nice to them and they're like oh my god like you could see that they would like just telling them they did a good job was like good as gold to them and i'm not and i'm i'm saying that not to say how great i am but just how fucked up people's situations in general are because in particular i'm thinking of one young lady i used to work with she would let her kid get away with anything because oh that's what she wants and i have to be supportive and i have to encourage her i'm like you're gonna turn your your kid is gonna go one of three routes your kid is going to have fucking purple hair and a fucking uh, police record by the time she's 14. Or she's going to be completely walked over by the first person to give her any attention. In any, she's going to get into a shitty abusive relationship because she's going to be so like she's going to buy everything the guy tells her. He's going to treat her like shit, lie to her, and she's just going to be like, uh, well, he wouldn't tell me lies because people always tell everybody the good things. And that's <laughs> so if, if somebody says something bad, that can't be the truth. I was like, or, you know, option C, she's gonna, you know, have a lot of issues and she's going to be working them out on a pole. And frankly, looking at the genetics, <laughs> she's not going to make a lot of money. <laughs> she's going to go to the strip club where it's full nude and they don't serve alcohol. Yeah, she's gonna come home like black eyes bruises fucking missing teeth and somebody's gonna what happened sweetie somebody brought in a sack of nickels and made it hail (laughs) they paid me to take off my top so i took off the top and they demanded their money back and i told them there's no refunds Uh, that's i feel bad now i said something mean I tried. I tried to say it with a straight face. You know, we could only do so much, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm all for acceptance and being understanding and, you know, treating each other decently. But there are some there are so many people that just make it so fucking hard. Yeah. One thing I hate is the gender like pronouns. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
you, you have to be understanding as, as much as I'm understanding that you're being called something you're not okay with, which for whatever reason, I'm equating that to what you want me to like, what the fuck? Like for a long period of time, it was this notion, right? And now all of a sudden it's a hard change and you have to go to this. Well, hold on a second with any transition of anything, it's going to take a while for shit to hold. And for you to be so, again, like Nazi-like about it and not being like understanding that your want of this change for other people to do for you, for your selfish reasons, um, and like you getting upset it's not happening right away, just how about you sit the fuck down and just realize, hey, you're not going to get it handed everything to you in life that you want to in a silver platter. Like, what the fuck? Well, That's very much so. Actually, I saw a, a great uh, TikTok the other day. Um, which I, I'm still mad at myself because I promised myself I was never going to get a fucking TikTok. And then some guy <laughs> kept sending me all these TikTok video clips and I was like, you know, what? maybe I should check it out. I don't know who that could have been. Was it me? Yes, it was you. It was me. I know it was me. I just <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> but, hey, I send you some good shit. Oh, no, all you, right? send, you send me some fucking gold and I'm not going to deny it, but I also have an addictive personality. So, you know, I'm like, you know, I should really be getting dressed for work. I'll just a couple more swipes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw that. I saw this great and I'm sure it probably got yanked by now because it was very, uh, I don't want to say non PC, but the guy was just like, look here, let me explain something to you. If you are upset with me because I didn't address you by the proper pronouns when I'm speaking to you, it's because you're not appropriately presenting yourself to what those pronouns represent. So don't be mad at me that you couldn't appropriate the the pronouns properly. Yeah. And I was it's like, like, that's a little, yeah. Because my whole thing is I'll call you whatever the fuck you want. I don't mm-hmm. care. But don't get mad at me if I don't know that without you like telling me, you know, yeah. don't or like having don't having the patience. Off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like having the patience to know it's going to take a few times. Like if, if I uh, that's what I generally try to stick with the gender neutral. Hey, cunt now. But um, <laughs> hey. I've, I, I've been talking to a lot of Australians and British people and Irishmen lately. It's rubbing Sorry. off on me. <laughs> but um, no, ultimately, it's like. If I don't know that you're not. Identifying to the pronouns that you're presentation makes the apparent ones be cool about it when you say oh no excuse me i prefer to be called don't be like it's this like look bitch let me explain something to you and uh, that's another that's another good one that in my mind is non-gendered is bitch um yeah i think of that as non-gendered too you know and i I got (laughs) called like chauvinistic before because i was like bitch and this other person was like you hate women i was like i call men bitches too yeah. I think it's actually worse to call a man a bitch than it like, is to call a woman a bitch. But I mean, you know, yeah, uh, whatever you see the world as, I guess I'm going to yeah. see mine the way I see it. But it's like, just be cool. about it. be like, no, excuse me. I, you know, if you're, if you're nice and you're like, no, my pronouns are they, them or whatever, I will accommodate you. If you cop a fucking attitude with me, I'm just going to, you know, stick my thumb in that wound and turn it because fuck your feelings. And, uh, that actually, that actually happened to me the other day. I, I was at a, at the, the the grocery store, and you know it's fucking winter in the Midwest. Everybody and their mother is bundled up, head to fucking toe, to begin with. 
And then mm. you add in the mask on top of everything else, because in Illinois, we still have mask mandates. And as a general rule, I'm done playing COVID. I'm just tired of this shit. But <laughs> oddly enough, I don't really have a problem with the mask thing because I like being less identifiable. Mm. I go to the store. I'm wearing most days. Like if I say I stop on the way home from work, I got black pants, black shoes, a long black coat, a black hat <laughs> and a black mask. You can see this much of me and be like, well, he had really lovely hazel eyes and he was a big guy. That's all I can tell you. I think he worked for the FBI. Specifically, he might have been one of those UFO guys that comes around like from Area 51, you know, and he kept, kept, kept calling me. Hey, cunt. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> might have been Australian. Yeah, but ultimately, so I'm I'm okay with you know being less identifiable, and so I was in the store and I was like, you know, excuse me, ma'am, can I get by? I prefer they, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you could have been right, nice dude. about it, but okay, yeah, well, fucking asshole. And I was like, oh, excuse me. Move, bitch. <laughs> Get like, the fuck what, what out did of you my say way. to me? I'm like, well, obviously, since you're not a ma'am, I don't have to treat you as a ma'am. So get the fuck out of my way. I got shit to do, and you're taking up the whole goddamn aisle. This Walmart should be big enough for both of us. I know I'm big. I'm not that fucking big. How the hell are you blocking an entire aisle? You're, you're five funny. foot three, and you're, you're fucking just as big around as you are tall. Get the fuck out of my way. I can't believe I never. I'm like, yeah, you probably never will with that fucking never. attitude. Right. Yeah, I had fuck. never had someone tell me some shit before. Oh my gosh. Usually people bow to me. Ugh. Yeah. I hate that line whenever someone's like, how dare you? Or I never. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, you're not all knowing and you're not the fucking Mecca. So, like, of course, like, you know, shut the fuck up, be a little bit humbled and realize that maybe some days. Someone's going to call you on your shit. Yeah, well, on you top know? of that, you get these motherfuckers like, well, I can't believe you think you could talk to me like that. I can't believe nobody's done it before now. I mean, you know, this kind of, you know, being a bitch doesn't just happen. This right? You've it's been like, working on this for years. What are you going to do about it? You aren't going to do shit. We're going to sit here and bitch each other back and forth. Of course, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to. Like, you're going to sit there and talk some shit. I'm going to talk some shit right back to you, bitch. Fuck yep. off. Like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. You must think I, I give a fuck about your feelings. <laughs> like, uh, and and that's what it boils down to, too. Like, it's just pure selfishness. It's mm. well, my feelings were, were hurt and I don't give a fuck. You don't pay my bills and you're not sleeping with me. I don't give a shit if you're happy or not. Exactly. It's like get, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like one one piece of advice I heard a couple of months ago that really hit me hard. I was like, ooh, this is really good. This would be a piece of advice I would give to my younger self. Like, you know, everyone's always like, oh, like if you could go back and you could tell your younger self something that you know now and you didn't know then, what it is it? This is that line. And I'd be like, listen, kid, you're not the main character in other people's stories. You're not. <laughs> right? I've actually said that to somebody before. Yeah. Like you do like, realize in everyone else's mind you're an NPC motherfucker. Yeah, you're not the main character. Like it is what it is, you know. And not everything's going to be done to your specifications. Not everything's going to be done to your wants and desires and needs. Only your life can be done like that. So how about you let everyone else live their lives according to however the fuck they want to live it? Unless it's putting a fucking litter box in a goddamn bathroom, then we got a whole fucking separate yeah, issue. That, on that's a yeah. No, you could. Uh, I I swear to God. I mean, I'm not a big fan of bullying, 
But I think in this case, somebody <laughs> if could anyone probably... need to be bullied. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if anybody really needs their head shoved in a fucking toilet, it should it's be the, the kid pit. shitting in a box. Just you yeah. give him, just grab, grab him, and just kind of rub his nose in it. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad. You know, maybe swat him with a roll of newspaper. You know, that's why Aaron needs to go for uh, go for the twenty twenty four election. Well, I got the stickers. <laughs> hey. Yeah, and actually, anybody that's seen the Aaron for president, this is the guy who said it first since like fifth grade. That being said, uh, guess we can kind of wrap things up here. You want to yeah. throw out the uh, the where to find you guys real quick one more time? And uh, fuck yeah, buddy! Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> thank you for coming on and you know bullshitting with me for two and a half hours. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been a blast, my man. Thank you so much. This is AJ, aka the Stone from the Dads on Dayquil podcast, and Dayquil is spelled with two L's, and you guessed it due to copyright. Um, so Dads on Dayquil, you can find our link tree. That's Linktree slash Dads on Dayquil, two L's. You can find everything on there, our socials, our platforms, merch, everything. Thank you so much. Um, I've been a big, longtime fan. Uh, I'm so fucking like getting excited to get to come on and bitch at things with you. Uh, because definitely I try to be as positive as possible always, but there is definitely a big side of me that loves to bitch about shit. <laughs> and uh, what fucking better platform than to do it on yours, my man? Well, thank you for coming. And we'll definitely have to do this again sometime. Because yeah. uh, this was a fucking blast. I really appreciate you coming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. And that's what we had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review. Give us a follow. Give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review. Give me a follow. Give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms that I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term and if you want check out the website www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com there's links to people that have been involved with the program things i've talked about there are some links available for some merch that we're working on and there are ways to contact us there as well and thanks for listening and i look forward to talking to you again soon